Today on Kingdom Rock Radio, we're going to continue in the series entitled No Lack. And today's subtitle is Burn It Down. To find out more about Kingdom Rock Radio, just log on to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here comes today's message. And what you're actually right now doing in the midst of us, we honor you and we acknowledge the presence of your wonderful Holy Spirit. Teach us today, Lord. Teach us today. Lord, I admit the answer is not in me. That is, it is not in Mark Stroud, but it's in the Holy Spirit within me. Father, and I acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. You're not only in me, you're in us. You're in this room. Teach us today. We lean on you and we we rely on you. And we declare what Jesus said. Father, give us this day our daily bread. Today, Lord, we're coming for our daily bread. We're We're coming for the bread that belongs to us. You have a word that belongs to us. And you desire to feed us today. So, Father, we acknowledge you, and we ask you to pour out your spirit among us in a mighty way. Lord, we don't want some religious thing. We want you. We want you. Pour out your heart on us, Father. We want you. We want to experience your fresh fire. We want to experience your presence. We want to experience your anointing, your grace, your glory. We want you. And Father, today we say set a fire down deep in our souls that we can't contain, that we can't control. We want more of you, oh God. We want more of you, God. This day, Father, establish your will and purpose in our lives. And we give you praise today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let every heart that agrees say amen. Amen, 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 and amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. Uh, so today we want to look at scripture again. We're going to be in the series entitled what? No lack. You guys are on it today. Hallelujah. No lack. It's the father's desire that you have no lack. It's his desire that you walk in abundance, that you walk in a full supply. I'm telling you, I'm going to declare this word boldly because I know it is, I know it is the truth of God's word. It's his desire that you would have life and have it more abundantly, have it to the full, have it to the excess, that you would thrive in every area of your life. Thrive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we said before, that does not mean that tough times won't come. That does not mean that there won't be times of scarcity. But even when things are low, you will still be high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even when things are going under, you'll still be above. Hallelujah. God has called you to be his show place. You, you, hallelujah. He'll use you to show the world what he is like. Glory to God, hallelujah. If the plant closes and everybody gets laid off, and you remember also you're employed in that plant, you get laid off too. But you'll see how, they'll see how God will be miraculously providing for your family, hallelujah. Because it was never the money from the plant, it was never the salary that kept you. He kept you, hallelujah. He is the one who keeps your soul. He is the one who keeps you from going bonkers, from going crazy. He is the one who guards you and guides you and protects you and directs you and sustains you. It is the Father alone. It is God alone we put our trust. Hallelujah. It is from him. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Thank him for his grace that flows from the, thank you for the grace, Father, that flows from your veins. Ah, thank you, Father. Hallelujah so very much. I tell you, I'm excited today. I'm excited to be alive. Hallelujah. I'm excited. And I pray you are too. Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to have some drab existence, void of life and void of power. He doesn't want you to be worried and always upset and always under. No, you are his sons and daughters. Hallelujah. If you have received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, then you are appointed to destiny. You are appointed to destiny. Hallelujah. You are appointed to reign. You will rule. Hallelujah. You will rule. Hallelujah. He said that you are a king and a priest. You are his son, his daughter, his offspring. You are a child of the most high God. That's something to shout about. Hallelujah. That's something to praise God for. You have been healed. You have been delivered. You have been forgiven and you're no longer going to hell. Hallelujah. We can shout about that. Hallelujah. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm grateful today. I'm grateful today because my sins have been washed away. I'm grateful if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your sins have been washed away. Hallelujah. And some of you remember those old skeletons you got in your closet. Some things you never want to come out the closet. Oh, my God, some things that people knew you'd be so embarrassed. I can't get no talking here. (laughs) But it's those things that the blood covers. Hallelujah. My past has been redeemed. My future makes sense. Hallelujah. Your past has been redeemed. Your future makes sense. God's got some plans for you. Hallelujah. He's got some plans for you that will blow your mind. Glory to God. Be excited about being alive today. Be excited about being alive today. He's giving you the gift of life. This morning when you woke up out of your bed, that was a blessing of God. That was the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Everybody didn't get up, but you did. That's the gift of God today. The Father said, one more chance. Hallelujah. One more chance. Hallelujah. Here's more mercy. I see you trying. Here's more mercy. Here you go. I'll be with you today, son. I'll be with you today, daughter. Don't worry about it. I got you. Hallelujah. I got you. As a matter of fact, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I've got you. The Lord said, I'll even got my angels encamped about you because you fear me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said he'll establish you. He'll set you on a rock, on a high place. Hallelujah. Why would you be afraid one single moment? Why would you be worried? Why would you be fearful when the almighty God is with you? Hallelujah. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Oh, this is one reason why the Bible says clearly that you should walk by faith and not by sight. Don't get caught up in what you see or what you hear. Realize that the Father is busy at the scenes. He's busy working behind the scenes. Hallelujah. Because he loves you. He loves you. I said he loves you. 
God loves you. He loves you with a burning hot love. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's counted every hair on your head. And that's a lot of love. He loves you. He loves you. Don't give up on God because he's not giving up on you. Don't you give up on him because he's not giving up on you. And let me say this as well. Don't you back down when God is backing you up. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. God's got you. Tell your neighbor, God's got you. God's got you. God's got you. Hallelujah. God's got you. Say, he's got me. He's got me. He's got me. He's got me. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry. The Father's got me. He's upholding me. Hallelujah. He's upholding you. He's upholding you, and he's upholding you. God's got you. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited today. I'm excited today. I'm bubbling over with joy, and I pray that you will be too filled with the presence of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to welcome also our Periscope community. Welcome, Periscope community. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for our Periscope community. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, my God, my God. All right. Well, let's go now to the book of Judges once again. Judges, the sixth chapter. Thank you so much for being here today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much. For spending your time with us here today, that means so very, very, very much. And it says a lot about you. And I'm grateful for all of you here today. All right, Judges, the sixth chapter, in verse number one, Judges 6 1, we've been talking a lot about Gideon over these past few weeks. And we're going to just go back up to verse one and two, then we're going to go right back and we're going to. Go back over 25 where we have uh, left off from last time as we learn these lessons here uh, from Gideon. And we will speak from the subject here today of burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. There's something that God wants to burn. Hallelujah. And when it is burnt, I'm telling you, when it has been burned, it did, depending on where you come from. Uh, when it is done away with, when it becomes ashes, you'll see beauty. Hallelujah. He'll give you beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Verse number one says this. Judges, verse, Judges chapter six, verse one, it says this. And the children of Israel did one. They did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them and delivered them into the hands of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel had made them uh, made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. All right, we stopped there. Uh, we talked about that, uh, Israel. They wronged again. They did evil. They, and we know the evil that they did was in verse number 10, how they began to worship other gods. In particular, they began to worship uh, the god Baal, B-A-A-L. Remember, Baal means Lord. (coughs) Excuse me. They found themselves another Lord. Can you believe that? They forsook the God of Israel. They forsook the mighty Jehovah, the mighty I am, and said, we will follow after this God. 
And so this thing, of course, displeased the Lord. This was evil in God's sight because it was him that delivered them. It was him that loosed them from every shackle and chain. It was him that brought them out of Egypt, the house of bondage. It was him that delivered them from the club, so to speak. It was him that delivered them from the alcohol and from the drugs. It was him, not your job, not your money, not your relatives. It was him. It was him. And so here's a pattern of Israel. And here's a pattern of many of our lives today. When things are going well, most forget about God. As a matter of fact, you told them that there in the book of Deuteronomy, when you get into the land that I'm about to take you in and you built goodly houses and you've got plenty of crops and plenty of stuff, don't forget me. I was the one who brought you out. And for some reason, when things are going well, People tend to forget. But not only do they, do they tend to forget, they tend to think that it was by their might and by their power, by their effort that got them there. Never forget the Lord. Turn to them and tell them, never forget the Lord. Hallelujah. We can get some good grades even talking about our grade school children. Those of us who are in school, we get good grades. We get great report, card, great report cards and, and uh, great doctor's tests and exams and all that stuff. And things are going so well, but don't forget it was God that gave you the ability to do it. Amen. It was him that gave you the ability to do it. And so here we are, the children of Israel forsook God and they had built, they, had, they erected themselves an idol and it was all over the place, all over the land of Israel. The people were driven out, but not all. God left some there to prove them, to test them, to see whether they would obey God or not. And so the gods of the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Jebusites, all of them, most of them, many of them, of course, they worshiped many gods, but the one of the main ones was Baal, B-A-A-L. And the god Baal promised them prosperity. He promised them, hey, I'll make you have lots of crops. He promised them a lot of kids. Hey, you'll have a lot of children too. And he promised them that he'll protect them from their enemies. If you just fall down and worship him, that's all he asks. And for the occasional child sacrifice, you understand, there's some things that have to happen. This is what Baal worship. When it, occasionally you'll have to offer up your children, your babies, and put them on the altar and let them burn because of this great deity, Baal. And so God's people did it. And of course, we said that in the altar or in the, um, in the sanctuaries of Baal, they had what was called temple prostitutes. And this was something extremely sensual. And so I tell you, not a lot of men miss the services. <laughs> temple prostitutes saying we're here to help you worship Baal. And what was actually happening is this. Now understand something. Whenever they connected with the temple prostitute, they connected not only physically, but also spiritually. Because that spirit that was governing that house was in the prostitute, and there was a transfer of demonic powers from the woman into the man, and from the man took it right back home. Never think that sex is just sex, because it's not. There's a transference of spirits. 
A transference of spirit from spirit to spirit. It's just not connecting flesh to flesh. There's a transference of spirit. What's in them will get in you. What's on them will come on you. Never think that it's just that, that. It's not. There's more to it. This is why God ordained uh, sex for the husband and the wife. Hallelujah. That the two might become one. And even whenever you engage in sexual intercourse, you are becoming one with that individual. I can't get no talk in here. Hallelujah. You may have to turn me up a little bit louder then. Praise the Lord. Don't. I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. You are becoming one. Sex is not just sex. And in this culture today, that's what they want to label it. It's just that we're just friends with benefits. What's the benefit? You become more like me. You become more what I have. My ancestry, my genealogy, not just me, but those who I have been with now become a part of you. It's never just the person that you are with. It's, they, it's them and who they've also been with. When you connect with them, you connect spirit to spirit. And if they have not been redeemed and washed in the blood and under the confines of holy matrimony, what has been in them will infect you. And you wake up out the bed, ooh, I'm not feeling this way. Ooh, I'm not feeling this way. Ooh, I don't know why I feel like this. Ooh, I don't know why I feel like this. Because you've connected with another spirit. And so this is why, uh, this is why the temple prostitutes were so important in Baal worship because they were spirits transferring in the worship. Spirits transferring in the worship. And it infected the hearts of God's people. It infected them. I'm not sure if you've ever wanted to let go of something, but that something didn't want to let go of you. You ever want to get something off of you, but you couldn't get it off of you? You want to get away from something or somebody, but you just could not get away. The harder you tried to let go, the stronger it held on to you. And we have to cry like the children of Israel. Cry out to God for deliverance. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Save me. Because you realize that you're going further and further and further down. And you just can't get away. The harder you pull away, the strongest grip on you. That's demonic, folks. Are you hearing me? So the children of Israel needed to be delivered. But even they, as they cried out to God, they cried out to God, but yet and still the the temple of Baal was still there. The altar of Baal was still there. The idols were still there. And they were crying out to the Lord on one hand, God save me. But you know, over here, God save me. But you know, we're over here with Baal. God save me, Lord, save me. What was that saying? Saying, what was that saying? This is the definition of hypocrisy. And this is the same thing that Elijah had to deal with there in the book of Kings because there had to be a showdown with Elijah and the prophets of Baal. A showdown. You remember that account, right? (laughs) Excuse me. You remember that account when Elijah tells the prophets of Baal, hey, meet me up here on Mount Carmel. It's going to be a showdown, baby. It's going to be a showdown. Bring all of your prophets smack down 2020. Let's get this thing going. (laughs) 
because the people of God will halt. He said, how long will you be halt or stop between two opinions? If Baal be God, then serve him. But if God be God, serve him. Oh, some people didn't like that. So he said, this is what we're going to do. Meet me up here on Mount Carmel. Call Channel 5, Channel 12, Channel 5. Call CNN. We're going to televise this thing. Smack it down. And so, okay, not the news broadcast, of course. So, but he calls them all up to the mountain. And all the prophets of Baal came up. Over 400 or so prophets of Baal, they came up. And he said, boys, this is what we're going to do. They say, Elijah, what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to build an altar. Each of us going to build an altar, and uh, we're going to put a sacrifice on that altar. And whoever God answers by fire, let him be God. Can we do that? Let him be God. Can we do that? They said, yeah, yeah. And all the people agreed, yes. Well, the, whoever answers by fire, that's God. Amen. And so Elijah, being a gentleman, says, you know what? You boys go first. <laughs> And so they built up their altar brick by brick, stone by stone. I'm sure they put their calf up there nice and neat. You know, it probably had some velvet on there. I don't know what kind of, what they did with it. And they began to get around the altar doing their dance, doing their dance, calling on them, you know, calling on them, stank leg, whatever, calling on them. They called on them. They called on all morning long. They called on Baal. All morning long, they called on They called him, they called him. Elijah said, hey, maybe he's asleep. You better yell louder. So they yell louder. Oh, Baal, come on, Baal. Bring the fire down, bring the fire down. Bring the fire down, bring the fire down. They called him. They said, call louder. Maybe he's on vacation. You know, he's a god, you know. So they call louder. Oh, Lord, bring it on down, bring it on down. Bring it on down, bring it on. Bring bring it on down, bring it on down. And so... It began to be a little late. <laughs> and nothing happened. And all the people are looking. And the prophets of Baal, they began to cut themselves. Also ritualistic. Cutting themselves, letting the blood gush out of their body so that he would respond to them. They gave their blood, their sweat, and their tears to make him move. And nothing happened. So Elijah gets up. People of God, gather on over here. They came over, built up his altar, nice and neat. Sacrifice there. He said, bring me some water. Uh-huh. What? Elijah, you thirsty? <laughs> no, no, no. Bring me some water. Big pitcher of water, big bucket of water. All right, Elijah, you got it. What you want us to do with it? Pour it on sacrifice. What? Yeah, pour it, pour it on there. All right. Elijah, psh, we want God to answer by fire. <laughs> you know what's going to make it harder for fire to come up, Elijah? She want it? Put it on the sacrifice. All right. One bucket, whoosh. Hmm. Do it again. What? All right. Boosh. Mm-hmm. Do it again. What? Boosh. 
So there's so much water now on this sacrifice that is, is all on the altar, and there's a trench around the sacrifice where the altar is. There's a trench around it, and there's water all in that. Then Elijah said, all right, stand back. And at the time of prayer, he called unto the Lord, Lord, you're the God of Israel. <clears throat> Your people have lost their way. Do me a favor. Let it burn. Amen. I'm paraphrasing the prayer. <laughs> let it burn. And what happened? Fire came down. Woo! And it burned up the sacrifice, burned up the altar, and it licked up all the water that was around it. Complete fire. And the people said, oh, God, he is the God. God, he is the God. You are the God. We have been deceived. We have been deceived. We have been deceived. Now what's next? Bring me me a sword, please. Props the bell. Line up one by one. It's time to make a shish kebab out of you. And all those prophets died that day. Are you hearing? So I'm saying this, and then that account goes on, but I'm saying this, that the children of Israel were smitten with this Baal worship. Many of our houses of worship today is still present, very much present. As I continue to hear accounts of those in ministry having extramarital affairs with those that are in the church. I'm telling you, baby, I want to cry too. <laughs> it is a shameful and a tearful thing when, when adultery is seen to be okay. When it's okay for a husband to have a girlfriend on the side, it's not okay. Amen. It is not okay. Amen. Hallelujah. The altar bell must be burned. Let's go now. I want to show you this in verse 25. So as Gideon has time to talk with the Lord and, and he brings a sacrifice to the Lord and the Lord has it and, and, and they converse. Now the Lord puts a demand on Gideon here in verse number 25. Are you with me? Verse 25 says this, And it came to pass that the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God um, upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt offering, or rather a burnt sacrifice, uh, with the wood of the grove uh, which thou shalt cut down. Stop there for a moment. <clears throat> Gideon's about to do this. Notice what the Lord is saying here. He says, take a bullock from your father's herd. And he says, I want you to go over there and I want you to throw down or tear down your father's altar. This is a community altar. Many would come Gideon, remember the name Gideon means hewer, hewer, one that cuts down, one that cuts, a hewer. Gideon is God's judge, and he's a hewer, one that cuts. And he tells him, go to your daddy's house, 
Father here also represents, represents the past generation. The past generation has erected altars to Baal right in the house of God, right in the land of God that God gave them. The past generation has erected an altar. Can you believe that? Re- erected an altar to Baal and they have a grove or they have poles or idols sitting by it. They have an image. They have erected an image right in my face, Gideon. They've erected an image to Baal and they sacrifice on this altar. The first thing I want you to do to deliver my people is to tear that altar down. Knock it down. And then I want you to cut down that grove. Cut that image down. He said, cut it down. Cut it down. He said, turn it, or rather, he said, I want you to tear down the altar, then I want you to cut down the grove, cut down the image. Because understand something, the word Baal means Lord. So what's happening here? There is a change of authority, a change of headship. Let me tell you here, single ladies, let me tell you very much, please hear me, before you get married, you better make sure who your head is, who your head is going to be who the head of your household is going to be. Hallelujah. You better make sure that they are a man of God, someone who can talk to God for you on your behalf. Hallelujah. You better make sure if a demon comes, they can say, in the name of Jesus, you will not touch my wife. You will not touch my children. As for me and my house, we will stand for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better make sure that they can talk to Jesus for you on your behalf. When you can't talk to God, they should be your intercessor. Are you hearing? You better make sure who your head is. Hallelujah. You better make sure the Bible says very plainly that the head of Christ is God. God is the head of everything. Head of Christ is God. And the head of the man is Christ. Speaking maritally now in the home. The head of man is Christ. And the head of the, and the, head, of the uh, head of the woman is the man. If you look at that word, uh, look at those words man and woman there, you find it means husband and wife. The head of the wife is the husband. The head of the husband is Christ. And the head of Christ is God. Say as long as you stay in the order, stay in the ordered place, stay in the stay in the order that God has given. You'll find strongholds will be built up and the home will be saved. Hallelujah. That does not mean that storms won't come. That does not mean that winds won't blow. That does not mean that the flood waters won't come and beat against your house. But it does mean if you're ordered in God's way, the house will stand. The house will survive. The marriage will survive. It will stand the test of time. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. And so he tells them, here's a shift. Here's a shift. I want you to tear this altar down and I want you to cut down the groove. And then what I want you to do is build me an altar, the Lord says. Build me an altar. Remember, never take away something without adding something else. Never clear the house without adding the Spirit of God within. Never leave it vacant. Are you hearing? Yes, we stop smoking, but you need to pick pick up the Holy Ghost to smoke. Praise the Lord. I don't know how to say that. Pick up the word, praise God. Are you hearing me? You stop this, but you have to start that. You hearing? You say, I'm stop eating so much, but pick up something else. Pick up something else that's more valuable than what you've dropped. Never leave the space vacant. Never leave an opening for the enemy to come in. Are you hearing me? 
Ah, Lord bless the preacher. Praise God. Getting ready to close. Are y'all with me today? So God says in verse 26, he says, he says, first of all, in 25, I want you to cut, I want you to tear down the altar, and I want you to build, or tear down the altar, and I want you to cut down the grove, or that is that, that idol. I want you to cut it down, and then I want you to build. He said, I want you to build an altar unto the Lord. Now, I want you to see this, this very prophetic thing that God is saying here. And if you, you can just slide on by it and not even see it. Because this is a picture of what God has done in our lives and what he wants to do in your life. He wants to use a Gideon that, remember, Gideon means hewer, cutting, cutting away, cutting away. Because there are some things in our life that are so deceptive that we can't even see it. Have you ever been so in love, somebody, but you know, you didn't really know, but people sort of told you that you had your nose so wide open that a 747 could fly up in there? You so in love. You can't even see this. You can't even see this. You ever known somebody that you knew? You say, well, so-and-so, she's not good for him, but he just couldn't see it. Or, 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 or girl, you can't see he's bad for you, but she couldn't see it. You have, be so cl- you have been so close to something you can't even see it. Amen. Or even worse, you know it's bad, but you do it anyway. Oh, my God. Are you hearing today? God sends in a Gideon. He sends in a a hewer, a cutting anointing, a severing anointing to cut this thing away from you. Sometimes we we need the Lord's surgical instruments to cut something away that has been attached to us. To cut it away because there are some things that are so sensual, some things that are so ingrained, some things that are so deceptive, even though we know it's bad, we're drawn to it and we can't get away from it. And God says, I'm sending in a Gideon. I'm sending in someone to cut this thing out of your life. Because there are some things that are so horrible that we can't get out of it ourselves. But he says here, I want you to tear down the altar, cut down the grove, then I want you to build an altar. Now, here again, this is prophetic, verse 27. He says, and build an altar upon, build an altar unto the Lord thy God. Where? Upon the top of this rock. Some of you already got it. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he's setting up another lordship. He's setting up himself as Lord in the place. Dethrone Baal and enthrone me. Hallelujah. Dethrone Baal and enthrone me. Declare me to be the Lord over your life. Only then can true destiny begin. Are you hearing? And so Gideon goes down. Now look at verse 27. And we're, we're trying to land the plane in just a second. So hang with me. Can you hang with me? Amen. Verse 27 says this. Then Gideon took how many men? Ten, Ten men of his servants and did as the Lord uh, had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household that the men of the city, or rather, and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he, um, that he did it by night. We're going to stop there. So he did it. He took 10 men with him. 10 is God's complete number. 
Ten men and one Gideon got it done. Ten plus one is what? Anybody? Thank God. That's correct. A plus today. Eleven. Eleven. Ten is God's complete number. Complete in its series. Ten ends the series of the single digits. It, it, it ends the series one to ten because after ten, a new series of numbers begins. Eleven is, the, is, the, is, the, is a fresh start. It is not a restart. It's the beginning of something new. God was telling them here, even by the actions of Gideon, 11, I'm beginning something new. I'm beginning a new series. A new session is about to come forth. And what happens? He pulls it down. And all that happened and in the morning, the men of the town get up and say, who did this? Who had the nerve to do this? Tear down our altar. They got extremely angry. But uh, Gideon's daddy said, hey, why are you getting mad at my son? Paraphrasing here. Why are you getting mad at my son? If Baal is a god, let him defend himself. If he is all that in a bag of chips, let him defend himself. But guess what? Baal didn't do anything. He couldn't. The sovereign God was in control. Now let me give you this warning here in verse number, uh, verse number um, 32. It says here, therefore until that day he was called uh, Jeroboam, saying, let Baal plead against him because he had torn down his altar. Let, let Baal get him. Look at verse 33. What's the first word in verse 33? What? Dead. What? Dead. What? Then, what's the next word? All. All. What happened? They just tore down the altars of Baal. Yeah, they did. They cut down the idols of Baal. Leadership changed. Yes, yes, they did. They came in, they gave their lives to Jesus in so many words. They said, Lord, I want no longer serve the enemy. I want to give, give you all of my heart and my life. Then, all of a sudden, it looks like all you know what breaks loose. Why? Verse number 33 says, then all, say all, all the Midianites, and it is to say as well, it is assumed, uh, and all the uh, Amalekites and the children of the east, that is all children of the east, were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. Now they came up to destroy so see this spiritually. You've moved your leadership. You've said, God, Father, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to serve you. The moment that took place, then here comes all the enemy coming to destroy you. They all gathered in one place coming to get you. Turn your name and tell them, but God's got a plan. God's got a plan. Hallelujah. He's got a plan. He's allowing them to gather in one place so he can knock them all out at one time. <laughs> what well, looks to be like an ungodly assault that we're going to die. God said, no, no, don't worry about it. Let them come. Let them all come. Let me get them all in one place. I'll deal with them. <laughs> Notice here what happens in verse number 20, in verse um, number 34. But the spirit, I love that. Verse 33 says, all of them are coming against him. But, but, but verse 34 says, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. 
I love this. Came upon Gideon. Now this word here, came upon Gideon, that actually means that God clothed himself with Gideon. Think about that. He clothed himself with Gideon. Like you put on your coat, he put on Gideon. God came up, stepped inside of Gideon. Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. He put his arm through Gideon's arm, boom, arm through his arm. And when he spoke, God was speaking through him. God, the Holy Spirit, came upon Gideon. Hallelujah. And Gideon blew a trumpet. Time to go to war. Hallelujah. It's on, it's on, it's on. Are you hearing? And so they go, Gideon, he gathers all the troops together. He does some things with the fleece. You read it later yourself. Don't have time today to get to all of it. He gathers the troops together and and about 30,000 come together. Wow. Listen, but you're talking about, I mean, a a vast number, multitude of number, numbers that, you know, like there's so much you can't even count. There are so many thousands upon thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people that are gathered to destroy you. You got a 30, you gather 30,000. Oh, that's great. But God said, guess what? You got too many. He said, I cannot give you this battle. I cannot fight for you and allow you to win because you're going to say that you did it again. No, Gideon, God instructed Gideon, Gideon, uh, you tell them whoever's fearful and afraid, tell them to go home. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 20 something thousand people went home. <laughs> they went home, about 27,000 because 3,000 remained. Oh boy, I thought we we're going to win. God said, you still got too many. What, Lord? You still got too many. Take them down to the brook, and I'm going to tell you who I will choose. And out of that came 300. 300. 300 that would stand against a number that is fearful. Now, this is what God's going to do in your life, if you hear me, what I'm going to say. God gives Gideon a battle plan. He gives him a battle strategy. He tells them, I want you to take a picture, a picture. That's like a, 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 a clay pot, basically. And there's, it's formed in some sort of way where there was possibly a stick on one end and there was a torch on the inside of that. They lit the fire, but the clay pot surrounded it. And he said, I want you to take also, take also a horn uh, in your other hand, a trumpet in the other hand. And so he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to divide in three companies. A hundred go over here, a hundred go over here, and I'll be with the other hundred over here. And so they surrounded the camp of the enemy. And Gideon said, when I blow my trumpet, this is what I want you to do. I want you to blow yours too. And then we're going to break, break the jars and let the fire be exposed. And then he said, I want you to say, say the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon and blow that baby again. Well, what happened? They did that and understand the battle strategy because uh, understand as they were all surrounding the camp of the enemy, when they broke the jars, now it seemed like there's a vast army all around the camp. 
Now understand something. This is highly symbolic of what God wants to do in your life today because he uses that jar, that, that clay pot representing an earthen vessel and the fire of God on the earthen vessel. How is God going to deliver you? When he breaks, breaks that clay pot, when he finally breaks you and your will and you say, yes, Lord, have your way in me, he begins to shine forth in you and all of your enemies will begin to turn on themselves. Hallelujah. And you'll have massive deliverance and massive victory. Hallelujah. When he breaks the clock, when when he breaks the, the clay pot, and then all can see the magnificence and glory of God and understand something. He told them to say, say the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. The sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. There's a sword coming out of their mouth, but there was not one in their hand. The sword of God was in their mouth. With the sword of God in their mouth, their enemy was slain. Not with the sword in their hand. He said, if you would allow me to use you, if you would yield yourself to the spirit of God, if you would give over your control, the father would use you and your enemies, all of your enemies will be slain before you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the horn also represents praise. If you would praise me, hallelujah. If you would exalt him. If you would just give it all over to the Lord. If you offer your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And if you agree not to be conformed to, the, to, to, be conformed to all the stuff that's going in the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you just yield yourself to me, the Father says, I know what I'm doing hallelujah I know what I'm doing as it relates to your finances as it relates to your marriage as it relates to your family if you just get out of the way and let the fire shine through the devil will see it and he will flee and he'll flee and the sword that's in your mouth will win the day God's going to confuse your enemy. And as you see in the text, the enemy began to, they heard, they heard all the shattering, all the shattering, all the clay pot shattering. And to them, it sounded like thousands of swords being unsheathed, unsheathed. Shing, shing. That's all they heard. Shing, shing, shing. All around. Shing, shing, shing. And they were down in a valley and Gideon's men is on top. So it echoed and it echoed and it echoed. Shing, 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 shing. And they saw all the fire, shing, shing, and they're so confused that they began to fight each other. Oh, they didn't know who the enemy was. God's got a plan, a simple plan to bring you out, but it must be revealed. So you've got to say, Lord, look, I've had my way for long enough and uh, see what it's got me into. Let your clay pot be broken so that the fire within can be revealed. And going back just for a second, when God told Gideon to tear down their altar and cut down the grove, he said, take the wood from that idol, put it under my altar, and let the fire burn from it. The thing that you went through, the thing that held you bound, the thing that held you captive, the thing that, that... the thing that destroyed your life, marriage, relationships, he said, bring that 
Put it under my altar. Let it burn there. Let the scent of it rise up into heaven as a sweet savor unto the Father. He'll take the thing that bound you and cause that thing to come to bring you closer to him. He'll take that thing that held you captive, that held your way. He'll give you beauty for your ashes, what you went through. And if you would let that burn on your altar, if you would let his fire burn within you, you'll see great things done in your life. But you must choose to give it all over to him. You say, Father, I'm afraid. I don't know how. And I really just don't trust you. Start there. God, I want to do it. But I don't know how. Then start there. Let your prayer be, God, show me how to give it over to you. Give it completely over to you. And I'm telling you as you do that, as you get yourself out of the way, you see God finally coming in and doing things that you couldn't do. Praise God. I pray you receive the the word of God today. Give Lord a hand of praise if you have. Hallelujah. 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 We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. And we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.